Welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of Unsportsmanlike Conduct, the pro sports show where we talk and you listen. My name is Vaughn Lozon, and in with me today, as always, is my boy to my right, Colin Logsdon. How you doing? All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. And sitting ahead of me, as always, is my other boy, Andy McDonald. How are you doing? I, I'm doing great, as always. You're, you're not doing all right, all right, all right, all right? All right, all right, all right. There we go. That's what I like to hear. So t- on today's episode... We're going to dive into some NFL talk, a little bit about the Lions, a little bit about the Cowboys. We're going to dive into the Heisman a little bit as well, but we are going to start, as we usually do, with our faithful Detroit Lions. They won yet another close game, guys. They had to come back in the fourth quarter again, and it ended up working again. Uh, they won 20-17. to They defeated the Chicago Bears at Ford Field, they lost to the Bears last time. It was on the road in Chicago at Soldier Field. But Stafford, uh, he suffered an injury about midway through the game where his finger, uh, I think it dislocated and mm-hmm. tore some ligaments in his uh, uh, throwing middle finger. So he threw some pretty bad interceptions, which isn't typically Matt Stafford, but getting an injury, that is probably what led to that. So he had uh, 223 yards. One touchdown and two interceptions. He also got sacked three times, which by a Bears defensive line like theirs, I don't like to see that a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, The rushing game was a little better. Dwayne Washington had 64 yards. Zach Zenner ran the ball pretty well. He had a five-yard average. And then Marvin Jones came back and provided some some good receptions in the (coughs) passing game for Matthew Stafford. Theo Riddick was out. With a, uh, with a wrist injury, I believe it was, so he wasn't able to suit up. Hopefully he can play next week against the New York Giants. But moving forward, they play the New York Giants next Sunday, and the Giants are coming off a pretty big win against the Dallas Cowboys. They've beaten them twice this year. Mm-hmm. So, and, the, and it's, in, uh, it's in New York. Uh, what, what, what's your guys' level of concern about Stafford's finger injury right now? I pretty, think, go ahead, go ahead. Pretty high. Because any time that dude puts a glove on, I mean, I think we've seen the past. So, and he's going to have to play with that, that glove on his hand for the rest, the rest of the season. season. So, I mean, it does concern me a little bit, and especially going into two huge games on the road. So, I, I mean, it's definitely a little bit of a concern. Like, And I, I think that they can still hang around in these games and compete. But just in general, the end of the schedule with the way Green Bay is playing right now, I think it has to concern they're any They're one of the hottest fan. teams in the NFL, and they're going to yeah, come in it's, hot. It's it's a scary last three games. It's it's three games you don't want to play to end the season with the position they're in. Like I, You just got to hope they can at least win one of them. That's, that's what I'm looking for at this point. I think it looks worse than it is. I think uh, those two interceptions he had, the first one uh, went off Golden Tate's hand. Oh, no, that was on no. Tate. Yeah, no, that oh, wasn't Stafford's fault at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the second went one, off his hands and right. then his face. Right. And yeah. I think yeah. the second one, the guy just kind of jumped the route, and that was also kind of on the receiver. Maybe Stafford could have led him a little bit more, but it didn't look like he just it missed the throw. It was pretty well covered mm-hmm. by the yeah. cornerback. Bolden did not have a chance on that ball at all. It's it true. was either going to yeah. hit the cornerback in the hands or it was right. just going to fall incomplete. Right. It ended up being a pick six, yeah. so it wasn't looking good for them. But I don't think that was because of the glove. I think it was more he just didn't read the play the right way. It probably wasn't a good play to begin with. They should have gone down more in the middle of the field. But I think he made a bunch of great throws with it. The one to Marvin Jones for like the 50-yard gain. Great pass. Mm-hmm. Um, continually hit Tate across the middle. Hit Ebron with a bunch of good passes. Bolden a lot. I think he. I think he's just fine with it. Um, definitely looks worse than it is. But going forward, I mean, this is this is probably their, their toughest three game stretch of the season. Maybe the three you, toughest teams all year. You can't deny. It. Um, <laughs> so it's it's the idea that's a little frightening too, especially with the next two being on the road. So yeah, I'm a little worried, but um, yeah. I think we'll be all right. I think I read a statistic earlier online that said that the Lions in the NFC have the hardest remaining schedule amongst 
all those NFC teams. So you got to go to New mm-hmm. York, and then they go to Dallas for Monday Night Football. That's always Yikes. a tough game. I, for, I forgot what team last night they said it on Monday Night Football has the toughest schedule left. And but in I think it was it was one of the teams that was playing last night. Uh, not the. Patriots, but the Ravens. The Ravens, though. I they have the toughest. Schedule. Yeah, Broncos they, have, they have the toughest tough remaining schedule, schedule well. in the NFL, technically left. But I, I yeah. could argue definitely the Lions are pretty darn close. They only I, got one I home mean, game left, and it's yeah, against the hot, one of the hottest. Yeah, teams exactly. It's the Packers, so I don't really, I don't know if they're going to lose until they play the Detroit. So they're going to have to prove themselves. Last three weeks, we're yeah. going to find out if they're legit. Exactly. Or not, that's for sure. That's that's and this really is what, what it is. That's what I'm most looking forward to is seeing what this group of guys is truly made of because I feel like at this point. They're nine and four, but we still don't know what this team exactly. truly is capable of. Dude. They've had good wins, and they've had some really, really close wins. Ma- mainly all the really close wins, uh, you know, against Jacksonville, Minnesota at home, Minnesota on the road. Uh, Green Bay was a close loss, and then Again, he, and Chicago. then and then Chicago, uh, Chicago as well. This past uh, past week, really, the only game that was a comfortable victory was uh, two weeks ago against the New Orleans Saints, and that was one of the ones that I thought that they were going to lose. Yeah, I, I, it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what the Lions do, especially over the next two weeks, because I feel like they can beat the Packers at home. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That that's that's they a can. team where if the Packers go on the road, they kind of struggle on the road. Uh, oddly enough, but at Lambeau Field, they are the kings of the NFC. Um, at least so, for right now, yeah, last few weeks. At least for right now, yeah. Um, so Aaron I'm, I'm going to be interested to see how they really respond, especially to all the criticism in the media as of right now, because the Lions aren't getting as much love as their record says. Because people still don't believe it. I mean, people still don't think that people they're actually like that good. still and, don't believe it. And it has reason. I was I got into a big argument with my buddy. about God love him. <laughs> he's, a, he's a Lions supporter, trust me. The kid has no negative, negativity the towards the Lions. About? Love him to death. But... I said to him, I like I, I was trying to point out to him that the Lions have only played like average to like bad teams this season. I know some of them are in the playoff hunt, but if you look at the six teams that are in the playoffs right now, they're in in like technically in. Yeah. It's Dallas, Detroit, Seattle, Atlanta, the Giants, and Tampa Bay. The Lions haven't beat any of those teams. So why should I believe right now that they can beat playoff type teams? But they also haven't played any of those teams. Yeah, exactly. So so that, these except ne- for uh, Green Bay. These next two weeks are the kind of are the, the two games that are going to show me if they're actually that good or if they're not. If if they can contend to be an actual playoff winning team or if they can't. And I mean, it, it, we kept getting into the argument because he kept saying, regardless, you can't take away what they've done all season and stuff. I right. said, I said, if they finish 9-7 and seven with where they're at right now, I definitely can take a, a little bit away oh, yeah. from where they were to or what they've done so far this year. So Yeah, I think it'd be uh, just the same old Lions overall, just losing the last three. After being on such a high, winning five in a row, eight in the last nine, and I think a lot of us are expecting it, but we're, we're uh, expecting the worst, hoping for the best. Yeah, that would really be a same old Lions kind of thing to do, especially with how well they've been able to capitalize on all their fourth quarter comebacks. And Matthew Stafford's been the heroic, and Matt Prater has been a beast as uh, as a special teams kicking. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he has not missed a clutch field goal he leads in his team entire scoring, career. Correct? I'm. I'm pretty sure he does. I wouldn't uh, be surprised. He you does. Know, Prater Matt Prater, Prater leads the team scoring. scoring. I wouldn't be surprised if he did. But do quarterbacks not count towards that? I'm not sure, but I will check. I think they do. Then there's no way he has more points overall than Stafford. Uh, he's made some. Cl- I don't know. I scoring. Yeah, no. It it for it for points. They don't have Stafford near. They for don't. Like throwing touchdowns or anything. So that doesn't so count he, then. So yeah, yeah he has 109 total points. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> so with with all of that stuff, with all the heroics that they've done, 
this would be a same old Lions thing to do, to lose at New York, to lose at Dallas, and then to lose at home against Green Bay, especially what happened at Ford Field against Green Bay last year with the uh, Hail Mary mm-hmm. uh, final play with uh, Aaron Rodgers to uh, Richard Rodgers, and then the uh, the ghost face mask is what everyone calls oh, it. Yeah. So it, it's going to be a tough challenge for the Lions. I think that if they're going to want to be able to produce offense against the Giants' uh, high-touted defense, no, they've got Landon Collins. Uh, JPP's not going to be playing, but that's going to be huge. I think I don't think their rushing game is going to be all that good. So I think to kind of uh, kind of you know minimize or maximize on the short yardage plays, they're going to have to do screen plays to Theo Riddick if he's able to play. They're going to have to do screen plays to Golden Tate. Uh, these this is the way that you get real quick short yardage games without having to run the ball. And the running game has been. Really bad for Lions, and I know it's been really bad for the Giants as well. So hopefully Ziggy's fully healthy, and he's able to actually get to Eli Manning because the Cowboys were able to get to Eli Manning on Sunday night, yeah. and mm-hmm. he fumbled a couple times. Eli Manning, he and he got pressure. intercepted once, and he could have been intercepted another multiple times. Yeah, two other times were at dropped. least at least hmm. another two yeah. times. Yeah. So Eli Manning fumbled, uh, and then they did have a few other fumbles. They lost two total, and they were both by Eli. So. I guess with all of this, with the injury, with with the late comebacks from the Lions, with the Giants' uh, good defense that held the Cowboys to only seven points, what's the prediction, guys? Do you think uh, the Cowboys are, or not the Cowboys, the Giants win against the Lions at home, or do you think that there's going to be a, an, another comeback? I think Stafford finds a way to pull it out again. I just think, really? I think the Giants' offense is so weak. They have the 31st rushing offense compared to the Lions' 29th. The only team, really, that's worse than them rushing the football. That's insane. Um, that is so I, crazy. I think the Lions are in such a hot right now, and I don't think the Giants are really that great. I think they've been fortunate against the Cowboys. Maybe they just match up well with them. Yeah. But I think the Lions find a way to get it done again. I want to say, because I this this is the game that if they're going to win any of the last three with the way it is right now, they'd win this one. I think... If Green Bay already kind of feels defeated by the time that it comes to that game, they might green, beat Green Bay too. Like if Green Bay is not really playing for anything, but they probably will be playing for a wild card spot. I think so too. So it, it it could change up a little bit, but I think just this game in general, I I I gotta give it to New York. It's the first time I've won against the Lions in a while this season, but yeah, I just think after the way that they won against Dallas and everything else, and like going into this week at home, I just I I don't I don't see Detroit pulling it off this week with Stafford being injured like that. Really, really does affect his play. I think, and not not to the extent where he's like going to be a bad quarterback or anything. But I, I definitely think it's going to take something off of his throws. And I don't know. I, I, I'm definitely taking the Giants in a close game. In a close game, but the Giants win probably around twenty-seven to twenty, in that kind of range. I agree with you, Andy. I think the Lions are due for a loss, and mm-hmm. I think it'll be a close loss too. But I think that just with Stafford being injured. And everything that's going to go into that, I don't think he's going to be the same quarterback that he was before his injury. I think he can still be capable, make good plays, make big plays when you have to, but I don't think it's going to be enough. I think the Giants' defense is better than the Lions' defense at this point. The Lions' defense has been pretty well uh, over the past five or six uh, weeks or so. They've been able to limit their opponents to mm-hmm. under 20, po- 20 points or under for the over the past five or six weeks. But I think the Giants, I think Odell Beckham is going to have a big day against yep. uh, Darius Big Play Slay. I don't think Slay is going to be able to make many big plays in this one. So I think I think it'll be like a touchdown. 
touchdown, ten points, something like that. I, I don't think the Lions are going to be able. To in all seriousness, off. I got the Lions losing the next two, and I think the whole season is going to come down to the Green Bay game. Like a lot of, think like so. a lot of people kind of looked at it. I the hope, year. I hope they're, it doesn't. But go they're going to win one. They're going to win one of these so? next two. I they promise got, you, they got I mean, I, it's possible. I think, I think this, is, this is the game if they're going to win one. But. I think they can beat Dallas just because of the the Dallas games in the past, you know, five six years or so. They've all been super close. And these are all games that the Lions typically lose, but they've all been able to. The Stafford uh, crazy comeback against Dallas, like three three years ago, I think it was, when mm-hmm. he uh, dove to the end zone with like five seconds left to win the game. I think that is something that could happen again. I just uh, on I, Monday night. I don't know if week. Detroit's defense has played an offensive line like Dallas. No, 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 no. They have. They have. No, Dallas is. Their the the line's the best in the league. They've got one of the best running backs in the league already, even though he's a rookie. Yeah. Dak Prescott, he looked awful uh, on Sunday night, which we'll get into that in a little bit here in just mm-hmm. a second. But I think they can win that game. So I, I think they will win one of it's these possible. next two, but it may come down to Green Bay. I really hope it doesn't. I don't at all. I do not want that Same to thing happen. happened no. a couple years Guy's ago. That clutch. would just be a terrible <clears> thing, <throat> a terrible way to end Aaron the season. Aaron Rodgers was clutched by the guy. That's what I meant. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, don't want, I just don't want that to happen. That would be a really bad situation. Yeah, <laughs> Even if it is at home, it's still just it's not what you want to see as a Lions fan. No, not at all. Not at all. So we will, we will await the results, and we will uh, come back to this. But I want to get into this Dallas-New York Giants game a little bit because it appears that we may have a quarterback controversy mm-hmm. at our hands mm-hmm. because Dak Prescott, for as good as he's done this season with the Cowboys, for as much success as he's had, he looked awful on Sunday night. He completed 17 mm-hmm. of his 37 passes for 165 yards, only one touchdown, and two interceptions. He got sacked three times. His total QBR was 14.8. On the rushing game, he had one rush for one yard. Ezekiel Elliott, of course, he's going to get his. That O-line is probably 75% of the reason that he's having a great rookie year, Mm -hmm. and probably while he'll have a great rest of his career as long as he stays there. But Dak Prescott, he looked awful. Tony Romo's been healthy for probably about a month now. He is good to go whenever but Jerry Jones, I guess, is going to stick with Dak Prescott. That's what they said. They're still kind of I guess they're going to stick with Prescott, starting quarterback. But he said that he wants to get Romo in there at some point in the season. Uh, I think I think it might be time for that to happen. I think it might be Romo's time to come back to lead this team. This at the end of the day, this is Romo's team. It's Prescott's a rookie, and he made some rookie mistakes. Week one against the Giants when they lost, and he made some rookie mistakes on Sunday night when they lost. And he has, he just did not look like the same guy. I don't know if it was the big spotlight or if it was against the Giants again that he had problems with. But do you guys think that there is a quarterback controversy brewing in, uh, in Dallas? No, there's no controversy. It's all this media talk. He, Prescott's been the guy that's gotten them there all year. Romo's always been inconsistent in his career, he's never been on a team this good. And I think just him with that injury hasn't played all year. Why would you bring him in now when the Cowboys still are 11-2 and and still have the best record in football? Makes no sense. Dak is still a rookie. He's not going to be great every game. But if you look at not just one game, you look at the whole season as a sample size, he's been excellent. I think he's going to have it. You're going to have your up and down, especially being that young. I mean, I think you bring in Romo, it messes up the whole whole chemistry of the team. And um, I think they're a championship contender right now, and you don't mess with that. Amen. (laughs) I mean, I agree with pretty much all of that. If... 
I mean, if they were to come out and be that flat foot against the Bucks this weekend, then it's a completely different story. But, I mean, I agree with Cullen 100% and the fact that you can't just change your quarterback up after one loss. I mean, you got to look at all the wins they had in a row. Regardless if if it wasn't all him getting those wins and it was more the offensive line or whatever, he still was the quarterback. The guy still got over 3,000 yards passing this season. He's having a good year. You can't just you can't just take him out because of one bad loss to Giants. If they do want to get Tony Romo into a game, I'm not saying that they should because if it was in my opinion, I don't think that they should at all. Um, this would definitely be the kind of week to do that, or like in against the Lions or something. Something when you already have everything locked up and you know what is going to happen if you want to get Romo in, yep. because you don't know how um Dak's going to do in the playoffs. You really don't. Guy's a rookie; he's never been there before. Um, when they get there, if he struggles in a playoff game through a first half or whatever, you're going to definitely have that in your mind going into the second half of the game. They're down by 14, 21 points, and Dak's not doing anything. Should we put in the vet? Should we put in the guy that yep. we know can do it again? So I don't really disagree with you know putting him into the game like in late late in the season here, especially if they get a big lead in the team like if they do in the Bucks this weekend. But as of right now, you got to stick with Dak. I don't, I don't think you can change it. You definitely got to keep him in the game. Him and Elliott have a good flow. Him and Dez have good uh, – Good chemistry, and the same thing with him and Cole Beasley. I say that last part, but I don't think he and Dez have as good of chemistry. I mean, last game was bad, but it was pretty bad. I mean, but before that, they were off page the entire game. Yeah, they didn't have a good last game. I mean, but none of them really played a good. Dez hasn't really had that great of a season. No, not at all. But I mean, I I if you plug Tony Romo in there, Dez has. He probably, he probably does. Right. He probably does a little bit better. I can agree with that. But you also yeah. got to look at other people too, like Cole Beasley. Guys having a re- career year receiving and like catching. I think he said, yeah, sixty-one. Well, that's because that. that's Dak's game. Yeah, exactly. He does. He, does, he loves it, the checkdowns, and yeah. Cole Beasley is it that works. security pro, blanket. He, he, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. That, and that's, that's what Jason Witten was to Tony Romo. And I, I mean, I don't know how Witten's numbers are this year, but they're still pretty he's, decent. He's done all right. Yeah, but no, I mean overall, I, d- I just think right now you have to still stick with Dak. But I, I. I it wouldn't be a bad idea to put Tony Romo into a game, but if Dak keeps playing good, I mean, I just I don't think you can change it up. And it, I know it's Tony Romo's team, it's his team overall, but with the way the season's why I'm not sure you can just switch it up on him like that over I, one game. Yeah, you're not. I agree with you. I don't think you can really s- switch it after one mediocre game. Mm-hmm. I think it should be a little reevaluated because at the time, everyone was saying, well, Dak Prescott's got the hot hand, we're going to keep it going. Now he doesn't really have that hot hand anymore. It's just been, uh, you know, all the work that he's been able to to show over the course of the season. That's kind of why he's still in this gig. If it wasn't the way that it was, if they weren't eleven and two, if they were say, you know, uh, you know, eight and five, maybe if they were eight and five, you know, somewhere around there, I think Tony Romo would be the starter at this point because at this point you would see that Dak Prescott had all, all a whole bunch more rookie mistakes, but just because of the record that they have. I think it's a little inflated, but I think that Dax is going to uh, stick at the starting quarterback position. Uh, I think he should, but I think it should be a little reevaluated at this point. So um, I think by the time the Cowboys play the Lions, I think we could see some Tony Romo in there because I feel like at that point, the Cowboys would have <clears throat> a lot of things locked up at that point. Mm-hmm. They already have a playoff spot on lock but they're aiming to get that number one seed, get that home field advantage throughout the playoffs. I feel like once they get that, they could get that pretty soon. So if they get that before the Lions game, we could see Tony Tony Romo instead of Dak Prescott. So I would be interested to see how he does, how Dak does over the last few games to see how he truly is down the stretch in these 
real high intensity situations because in the mm-hmm. middle of the season, it's like you're a rookie and you got a rookie in your running back uh, spot. You're just balling at that point. You're just having fun. At this point, it's all about business. I don't know if Dak's going to be able to get that done. So I know he's a very mature, very wise quarterback, very wise guy, but we will see what happens. So mm-hmm. we're going to get into some talk about the Heisman here in just a minute, but we will be right back. No one likes to be known as a one-trick pony, and neither do we. That's why we like to say we know how to save you money on things like ink cartridges, computer repairs, software installation, and virus and malware removal. Still not impressed? If you can't make it to our store, we even offer delivery for our ink cartridges. Because at O-Ink, we cut the fat off of ink prices and much more. And we are back with Unsportsmanlike Conduct, and we are going to dive a little bit into the Heisman, which was presented last weekend, and it went to, I don't, I don't know if you guys would have guessed this, but Lamar Jackson won the Heisman. I, are you serious shocker. right now? I, mean, I didn't shocker. even know who this guy was uh, heading, <laughs> heading into the uh, into the Heisman. But, but, you know, <laughs> I, I, I got to bring this up real okay. fast. Yeah, go ahead. What did you guys think about Lamar Jackson's suit? I have seen a lot of things going back I and forth. I saw over talked about conversation. It is, yeah. it is getting so talked about. You know what's about. annoying? It's, I see all these people criticizing him for because it was only like a $99 Macy like a, suit. But if he shows up the opposite, looks all fancy. Oh, they should investigate in that. He's getting oh, improper Louis benefits. Oh, but Louisville bought him that suit. It's a, it's a lose-lose. He can't win in that situation. He's a 19-year-old kid. He doesn't, have, it, yeah, money. He doesn't have stacks in his pocket. Seriously. Oh, but if he did goodness. have stacks, the it'd be all the investigations. Oh, yeah. So one way or the other, like the kids can't win. Leave him alone. <laughs> exactly. I saw one guy say he should give up his Heisman for wearing that suit. I was like, come on, dude. That, that's just that is nothing that to is do. That is a troll. Yeah. I'm not, the, the shoes had me saying, what are those? I'm, I'm not going to lie. They, they were And they apparently were those were like $900 shoes is what I heard. Yeah, seriously. Like, oh, they, they, looked, they looked pretty he fancy. Looked fine. <laughs> he looked fine. Who cares about anything? It's not that I had to say because I've seen yeah, so the Oscars. No, I know. Yeah, exactly. It's just a really funny topic to me. He's a college kid. He's a 19-year-old college kid. That's probably one of the first suits he's ever worn. So, exactly. anyways, he won the Heisman, uh, $90 suit and all. <laughs> he beat out Deshaun Watson, he beat out D.D. Westbrook, Jabril Peppers, and Baker Mayfield for the award. Jabril got fifth, while D.D. Westbrook barely beat him by one point. It was like 209 to 208. So, D.D. Westbrook was fourth, Baker Mayfield was third, and Deshaun Watson was mm. second. So... Something that I found really interesting, I think it was the day after the Heisman presentation on ESPN, they came out with uh, the ratings, the overnight ratings. It was the worst watched Heisman ever. Why is that? It was. You got to look at the class. It was weak. Was there any real like star actual player? Was there any Christian McCaffrey? Was there a Tim Tebow? Was there? There was a Lamar Jackson, and that's about it. Yeah, and yeah. he wasn't even that great at the end of the year. He was great to start at the end. And he was on a team that did, that finished 9-3 and three and lost its final two games. And then Jabril Peppers, everyone talked about how overrated he was, which is a different discussion. Deshaun Watson was up and down at times. Um, D.D. Westbrook and Baker Mayfield playing the Big 12. So their stats, <laughs> exactly. so their stats are irrelevant. There's no really great players in this one. It wasn't like back in the day you'd have Reggie Bush, Adrian Peterson, Matt Leinart, Vince Young, like... To guys like Tim Tebow going forward, there wasn't any star-studded players like that. As, as much as there is almost every year in 
a uh, Heisman winner that is usually picked out, and you kind of know who's going to win almost going in, it seems to be almost every year. Lamar Jackson was that since what? Week three, week four, beginning of the season? I don't know. Ever since he hurdled that Syracuse guy, basically, yeah, well, to go into the end zone. Once that, he started I showing... Mean, the Florida State game, we had like eight touchdowns and like 500 yards is when he really... Even after he that. lost to, to Clemson, people are saying that he was still the front runner. And then yeah. he lost against uh, against Houston and then against Kentucky. And people still... I mean, nine. Per, I think it was 9% of the voters turn in their ballot early, which mm-hmm. that is just the most ridiculous yeah, thing that you can do as crazy. a Heisman voter. That's why would shouldn't be voting. Why yeah, would you why early? No, yeah, no, they, no, no. It's fine if they turn in early, but the committee, uh, whoever evaluates all the votes and stuff, throw them away. Yeah, Don't exactly. have them like that's, No, it's you not turn right. them in all on the same day at the end of the season. Don't take the early ones. Just don't. Exactly. It's ridiculous. I mean, you're, you're telling yes, me if Jabril Peppers doesn't get like a pick six and then a, a punt return against Ohio State, yeah. that's not going to matter and what you would have. I mean, it's just stuff like that. But back exactly. to what I was saying um, with Lamar Jackson, how he's pretty much been the guy all year, and it's, it's rightfully so. The guy deserved to win the Heisman. I mean, th- I think without question. Um, but I think because of that and because of how much people just knew he was going to win it, it really wasn't. There was no debate. I think that's a big reason why there wasn't a lot of views. And I mean, just it seemed like. I don't know. It just wasn't. It wasn't very interesting. I mean, that's really how it was. It wasn't very interesting to me. The only thing I wanted to see was Jabril, just because I mean, I like the guy personally. But I, I watched the end of it, and that was that was pretty much it. I mean, I don't know how much you guys watched of it, but I think it's a combination of things. I think I agree with Colin. The class was very weak. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was basically the quarterbacks versus everybody at that point because it wasn't going to go to a wide receiver, and it wasn't going to go to Jabril after. Michigan lost two of their last three games, and he didn't have that huge of an impact uh, in those last three games as well. I think another thing is because of how long the presentation is. It's an hour long to give out one award, and they give it. It was okay. It was supposed to go from eight to nine o'clock at night. Lamar Jackson was presented the Heisman Trophy at eight fifty nine p.m. <sighs> That's they, ridiculous. They yeah. took nearly the entire time to announce Lamar Jackson's name, name yeah. for him to come up and for him to give like a three, four minute speech and then for the program to be done. I think that has a lot to do with it because people aren't, they don't care about, oh, what's Jabril done to get to this point? What's D.D. Westbrook done to get to this point? Because at this point, everyone already knows their stories. Everyone knows Jabril's brother passed away and that his dad went to prison and all this stuff. Everyone already knows that. They've kind of represented all of this stuff that they've been showing on game day throughout the entire season yeah. and put it into one presentation. Exactly. And then at the very end, they're like, all right. And it took them like five minutes to get all of the previous Heisman winners onto that stage. Ugh. That was annoying as well. It they was, had to go do was. a commercial break just to get all of the previous Heisman winners up there that they had right. at uh, the place that they had that night, and on top of everything, everyone already knew Jackson was going to win. Yeah, and it so was it's kind like, of, it's it was like we pre- already know the guy's got it. It was I mean, a predetermined no winner as well. I think all those factors combined into that worst overnight rating of all time. I think it deserved to be the worst overnight rating of all time because it was probably the worst Heisman presentation I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It was predictable. It was basically just a recap of all the players' lives and seasons, and then they finally gave out the award. At 8.59 p.m. It, it was just one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. But uh, we're running a little low on time here. Our boy Colin has to get to a, a final exam. Hopefully you studied. Um, did you study? Nope. nope. 
You didn't study? It's not even an exam. I just got to go to the class, turn in a paper, and you have to sit there the whole time. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. we'll get you there in time, buddy. Okay. So we're okay. going to wrap up our show now with our usual stud and dud. Colin, start her mm. off. Who's your mm. stud and who is your dud? My stud, first of all, is Lane Kiffin, the Alabama offensive coordinator who recently uh, just accepted the job to be the head coach at Florida Atlantic University. Good for him. He's my stud because he's always taking these big jobs. Now I think he's kind of – he's kind of uh, – He's, he's, he's modest a little bit more now. He's uh, he's toning it down. A he's toning bit. it down. He's realized he doesn't need to get the big job. Start small. How about build your way back up? He kind of started with the Oakland Raiders a few years ago. That was way too big of a job that was for him. Weird, yeah. And USC and Tennessee, I think, were out of his reach a little bit too. Now he can start small. He's learned from Nick Saban. Learned from the best in the business. Yep. And uh, yeah, I'm happy for the guy. And that's a good that's a good fit for that school. In terms of my dud, I'm gonna go uh, Albert Breer, the writer for NFL.com who said uh, Harbaugh to the L.A. Rams would be a strong possibility, <laughs> given off person based off no facts, was personal speculation since Harbaugh's always moved around and he likes the money and he's he likes it in California and they could play the, the 49ers twice a year. But you have no facts to back that up. That's just your personal opinion. Unless you hear someone from close to Harbaugh saying he would look at it, there's no strong possibility. And he started all this crap on Twitter. Yeah, a little ridiculous. That kind of goes into my dud, which is all of the Harbaugh speculation and all of the fake news floating around, on, especially on Facebook. There's a lot of fake news rolling around, and especially the Harbaugh stuff. I think that's all a little ridiculous. Trending on Facebook. I'm on Facebook right now. Uh, the number one thing that's being talked about is Jim Harbaugh. Want to guess why? Jim Harbaugh to coach the Rams? Insane rumor is a very real thing. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's what Facebook says. All this fake news is ridiculous. For all you people that go to Facebook for your news, please go somewhere or else. Or even Twitter, I, any social media. I, I really hope you go somewhere credible. Please, please, please do not get your news from Facebook. That's all I... That is my one look, request. Look this stuff up on your own before you just take some tweet or Facebook post as fact. I would go to the New York Times and a few other websites... Just to get clarification and, uh, you know, just to have a couple sources to back that up. For sure. Don't go to Facebook. It is the last place I would go for news. Uh, My stud is Le'Veon Bell of the Pittsburgh Steelers, former great Michigan State running back. He just, he outgained the Buffalo Bills' entire offense on Sunday. He had 236 rushing yards, three rushing touchdowns. He averaged 6.2 rushing yards uh, per attempt, and he also had four catches for 62 yards and 15.5 reception yards per catch. That is an incredible day uh, for a former Michigan State running back. Mm-hmm. He has been destroying the he's, league. He's unbelievable. He is an awesome talent, and I I love watching him. That's a guy that I wish the Lions had. Oh, yeah. 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 Tell me about it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, single, single-handedly outgaining an entire team's offense that's inc- that's just you don't see that every day it's mm-hmm. incredible so he is my stud for the week andy who's your stud and who's your dad who's my stud my dad well my stud is going to be tom brady because last night tom brady. guy's outstanding he's 39 years old and this guy is still putting up over 400 yards in big games he went 25 38 406 last night he had three touchdowns and he had the one bad interception to end the first half that was that was not a tom brady play you Probably don't see that a lot of tom that guy. Brady interception i've ever I, seen it, it was kind of unreal it really this is something i want to know if you guys know something did you guys watch the game last night yeah or at least most of it yeah i did um sean mcdonough kept bringing up how that interception that tom brady threw changed the game 
I don't think it was the interception that Tom Brady mm. threw. I think it was that stupid whoever they had returning punts fumbles that kept yeah. doing that all night. Yeah, fumbled on that, and then they turned it over again inside their own whatever thirty yard line. I think that was more of what changed the game than oh, Tom yeah, Brady's definitely. one interception. And Tom Brady was still able to lead the Patriots to victory after all of that. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right. And and so yeah, to me that. But anyways, besides that, he's definitely my stud for the week. Yeah, I, I think the guy's making a good case for him being the MVP this season. He's he's had. I mean, he's, he's last night kind of really opened it up, especially that big play. He's the MVP for me because he's the only reason I am still alive in one of my fantasy football leagues. <laughs> Let me tell you, I was down by six with like whatever amount of time to go, and he threw that bomb to Hogan, and then I was up by less than a point after that bomb. Oh, but he, he wow. saved me, and I was playing against Martellus Bennett and the Patriots defense. Crazy last night. I was going crazy watching that. So you're in the championship game then. Well, right? it, it's actually a six uh, sixteen playoff. Oh, so, now so it's the semifinals. Final four. So I, in all three of my leagues, I'm still alive in the playoffs. I can't oh, complain you about win at least one of those. Yeah, I, I can't complain about fantasy football no. right now. And I'll get back to you guys on that. Cool. But, Let us know. But for my dud, anyways, um, I would say right now it's the Detroit Pistons because they just lost the 76ers, 97 to 79, and they're 13 and 13 right now. I think is what the record is. I think they're a much better team than this, and they're not playing like it. And really, what my my question is with them right now is they're a young team still, and these high expectations that people have for them to finish, and I even hear three and four seed a lot, to be able to finish that high, it's putting a lot of pressure on these guys at such a young age. Like And Stanley Johnson, everybody's just hating saying trade him. It's his second year in the NBA. Like People need to slow down with the Pistons and give them more time, but you can't lose the 76ers regardless. That's why they're my right. dud right now. You can't lose by that many points, to whether KCP played or not. Just not. That, right. that was a bad exactly. loss. And right now I think that they they could be a better team than they are, and they're not living up to any expectations at all of what we think they can be. So. They've been my dud. Well, we had a little season preview of the Pistons, and we all thought that they had the better chance to go to the playoffs over the mm-hmm. uh, Detroit Red Wings. Oh, yeah, oh, that's, that's going to lie. Is it, is it, is it the Red Wings, now? The Red Wings no. are not making the playoffs. No. <laughs> no? They've played more chance. games than some of the teams that are in there right now, and they're down by seven points. Yeah, in, the Pistons are like the, a half game out. They're yeah, like, they're the, like a game I mean, and a half away from like the four seed. I don't think it's the so Red Wings are going to turn this around. They're, they're too injury they're prone, horrible. and they're just, it's that team's horrible. At the same time as you wish they made it in their last season of the Joe, right. it's going to be kind of good, I think, to end it on their last game against the Devils. I forgot what the date is Ending at the, the Joe, and you and you'll know that that's just it. That's it. It's the last time they'll ever play yep. in that historic stadium. I think that's going to be kind of a cool way to end it at the end of the day. That would but, be pretty sweet. I mean, obviously, actually. I would love to see them make the playoffs, but this team's not going to do anything even if they get there anyways. So, I mean, what yeah. what the past but, three or four years have been with for the Red Wings. So. Exactly. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens with our Pistons, our Red Wings, but that is all the time we have today. Colin has an exam to get to. <laughs> you do it up, buddy. So Thank we'll, you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, we got. I think we have one more episode to record for the semester. Is that right? We're going to do one more? We're going to do one more. I think we're going to record it tomorrow, so we'll be back with one final episode of the Semester for Unsportsmanlike Conduct. For Colin and Andy, I am Vaughn. We will talk to you guys next time. Check ink. We all know that annoying sign. Don't break the bank buying ink. Save more on your printer today, because at O-Ink, we cut the fat off of ink prices.